listening to Thriving in the Chaos. Hey, leaving your corporate job to become an entrepreneur can be scary. Join Dorothy Cole, a former media and sports finance exec and single mom of four turned accidental entrepreneur, for quick, digestible tips, insight into her personal journey, and a little humor on how to make it all work. If you're an entrepreneur who's trying to find your way through the chaos, this podcast is for you. Welcome to episode two of Thriving in the Chaos. In this episode, we're addressing the elephant in the room, imposter syndrome. How many of you does that resonate with? Feeling like you're constantly in a state of fake it till you make it. That feeling that you're lucky to have the job you have. You know you're smart. You know what you're doing. Yet here you are questioning it again. How do we get here? And I'm not just talking about in your career. I know I've felt imposter syndrome as a mom, as a woman, even as a coach. Thinking back over my career journey, when I started my first job at Deloitte, I didn't feel like I wasn't worthy. I remember thinking, yeah, I deserve to be here. I worked my butt off in college, and this is when I get compensated for that. In fact, other than the requisite comparing myself to the stars out of top-level B schools, during my first years of working, I continued to think that. That is until the corporate environment began to show itself. Man, I recall clearly being told I wasn't ready for a promotion. I remember being passed over entirely from even being considered because someone else had a friend in a high place. I lost count of how many times in entertainment I was told I was lucky to have my name on that company's business card. And if I weren't happy, somebody else would be. I was told that there were a hundred people who were just waiting to take my job. And sometimes with that veiled threat of for less money, I was devalued again and again. And I was constantly reminded of how replaceable I was, even when I probably wasn't. We were constantly cut down in value. Why? Because it served the company. The company kept you at a lower pay because it was better for their bottom line. The company convinced you you were replaceable so that you stuck around and worked all the extra hours and gave all the extra effort for their behalf because in reality, it was really difficult and costly to try to replace you. The company passed you over for that promotion because they didn't want to have to recruit for your current position. Because frankly, maybe those hundred people weren't really there. But what did that do to you? It made you feel like you were replaceable. It made you feel like you were not worth more. It made you feel like you were not worthy at all. And that's when the imposter syndrome came in. And if you think imposter syndrome stops at the corporate doorway, think again. Have you ever felt like you weren't as good a mom or dad as the Joneses next door, but happily went along smiling and pretending to know how to make that perfect school project? Or that coach across the court or the field whose players seem to listen better than yours? Look, we've all experienced it. According to an article in Psychology Today, around 25 to 30% of high achievers may suffer from imposter syndrome. And additional research suggests that 70% of adults may experience imposter syndrome at least once in their lifetime. 70%. It was first documented in high-achieving women in the 70s. While it's still more prevalent among women, and specifically women of color, men are also susceptible to developing this mindset. Imposter syndrome expert Valerie Young, who is the author of The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women, 
has also found patterns in people who experience imposter feelings. Perfectionists set extremely high expectations for themselves, and even if they meet 99% of their goals, they're going to feel like failures. Any small mistake will make them question their own competence. Experts feel they need to know every piece of information before they start a project and constantly look for new certifications or trainings to improve their skills. I'm laughing at myself right now. They won't apply for a job if they don't meet all the criteria in the posting, and they might be hesitant to ask a question in class or speak up in a meeting at work because they're afraid of looking stupid if they don't already know the answer. Kind of defeats the purpose of asking the question, right? When the natural genius has to struggle or work hard to accomplish something, he or she thinks this means they're not good enough. They're used to skills coming easily, and when they have to put in the effort, their brain tells them, ha-ha, proof that you're an imposter. Soloists feel they have to accomplish tasks on their own, and if they have to ask for help, that means they're a failure or a fraud. And supermen or superwomen push themselves to work harder than those around them to prove that they're not imposters. They feel the need to succeed in all aspects of life, at work, as parents, as partners, and may feel stressed when they're not accomplishing something. Which one of those resonates with you the most? I hinted at mine just a few minutes ago. For me, it was definitely expert's persona. I thought I had to know everything about everything in order to be considered knowledgeable and smart. I rarely spoke up in meetings unless I knew I was 100% right. But even then, the little voice in my head said, what if you're 100% wrong? I'm sure over my career, that has cost me valuable visibility with higher-ups. It took me years, and actually the act of launching my own company, where I didn't have to feel like I had to prove myself to coworkers all the time, to realize that I didn't need to know everything. I just needed to have a good network of colleagues and peers who were supportive and collaborative, and a good old-fashioned Google search now and then. Yes, I still thought, oh wow, someone will think that I don't know what I'm doing, but guess what? I did know what I was doing. And the clients that I engaged with valued my input. And that value fed my confidence, which allowed me to perform at higher levels, which, yep, you guessed it, made me more valuable. And the circle continued. And those colleagues and peers I talked about, I found out they needed me too. On the personal front, it took being a single mom and finally accepting good enough out of sheer exhaustion for me to realize that I was actually a really good mom. With all that my sons went through, they are really good people. And at the end of the day, that's really the most important part of my job. Might even be really the most important part of my life. Hey, if you've started your own business or are about to, the good news is this. You get to dictate who you work with. You get to choose to work with only those who value you. And that feeling of control is irreplaceable. If you're not quite there and you're still in the midst of imposter syndrome, there is some hope. In her post for the Cleveland Clinic, Dr. Susan Albers recommends a few things. Recognize that just because you think these things doesn't mean they're true. Remind yourself that you know more than you think you do. Take note of your accomplishments. In moments where you feel less than, it can be helpful to have a tangible reminder of your success. Save a congratulatory email. 
hang a card that your child made saying, mommy is the best or daddy, I love you. So you can see it and remind yourself of your accomplishments outside of work. Stop comparing. Focus on measuring your own achievements instead of holding them up against others. We all know that curated Instagram feed is just that. It's curated. It's not real life. Don't compare yourself to what has been carefully planned to look perfect. You have no idea how many takes that feed took, that reel took, that Instagram story took, or quite frankly, this podcast took. And Dr. Albers reminds us that the very fact that you recognize imposter syndrome in yourself says a lot about you. True imposters don't have this feeling. My closing quote for this podcast is from the great UCLA basketball coach, John Wooden. Well, if you're true to yourself, you're going to be true to everyone else. I hope you'll continue to join me. Connect, subscribe, and let's build that multi-million dollar empire and thrive in this chaos together. This has been a production of DK East Media, a subsidiary of DK East Associates. Find us on the web at dkeast.com or follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn at DK East Associates. That's D-K-E-A-S-T-A-S-S-O-C.